When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. They named it the Group of Death. Well, it turned out to be the Group of Death, if you think about it. We killed the rest of the teams. Welcome to Carnage. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Carnage, where we get to discuss the magnificent team that we all support. The magnificent team that's 25-0, finished the top of their group with four wins out of four. It was supposed to be the hardest group, turned out to be a cup of tea, didn't it, lads? My God. But we're going to get into, into our magnificent Champions League run so far. We're going to get we're going to look forward to Liverpool and West Ham on the weekend. But I've got to give a warm welcome because I've got to give a warm welcome because tonight I'm not I don't know about where you guys are, right? It's absolutely freezing, like where I am. What's the weather like in Ireland, Scotland, and UK? Tell me, we'll start with Conroy. Conroy, how are you? Are you as cold as I am? It's actually, you know, it's, it was a uh, yesterday, it wasn't that bad, but the day before it was very cold, and this morning it was very cold. So we kind of had a, a mild day in between it, but yeah, it's been pretty cold this morning. I had to, had to um, what do you call it, uh, use the de icer this morning on the car. So it's that usually tells you more getting there. I use the ISO on myself, mate, first and foremost, <laughs> before you get to the car. It's that mad. What's it like in Ireland, Kev? Oh, mate, I left my fire in the front room to come out and speak to you guys. So I'm oh, sat we're here special. In We're special. We're yeah, special. I sat here in the, in the kitchen at the minute with a coat on, and it is Baltic. It is absolutely Baltic all day it's, long. It's pretty cold, pretty cold. It is cold, cold man. But hey, it's what, November. Chris, Chris November. looks nice and cosy, though. Chris looks nice and cosy in his t-shirt. He's the only one wearing a lovely t-shirt, like polo shirt, I should say. Yeah, I've got the radiator behind the, the computer. That's why well, that, I'm alright. <laughs> I'm in a conservatory, like can you see? It's a massive, huge conservatory where the heaters like just don't do enough job. And I'm, I don't know, man. Can I afford another couple of heaters in here? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get on Gav's uh, case. Get the super. Get the super chats going. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get on Gav's <laughs> case. But uh, listen, before we get, we were tuck into the talking points i've got to give a special mention to my to my sponsors of this uh of this show our magnificent sponsors at the, the lads and ladies at eliteme.com www.eliteme.com get on their website check them out some magnificent products i'm a user quite quite a few people have used their products and it's 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 the second to none absolutely fantastic you type in lfc10 and you even get a 10% discount. So do do make sure you go and check them out. But people, who wants to go first? Because I'm, I've been dying to speak about Liverpool to my mates. I can't stop talking about us. It's one of those ones, right? Because we were magnificent in that first half yesterday. I was saying to a couple of mates that I went to the 
to the AC Milan game. Conroy, I'll start with you because, you know, you're my hostess with the mostest, the co-hostess with the mostest. Um, so you get first dibs. Um, sorry, Kevin, Chris, you know, it's the way it works sorry. sometimes. It's all right. Kev's already been complimented in the chat already. I'll just put his comment up there. The people are delighted he's on. He's doing well. There you go. There you go. Um, oh, that's tradition. The Guinness and the Irish lads, that's fucking tradition, isn't it? I'm, I'm used to it. Years and years of this. <laughs> years and years of Gav downing the Dick Guinness. Man. I'm bloody used to it. Um, Conroy, I went to the AC Milan game. Uh, I think it was the first game of the campaign, wasn't it? Someone correct me if I'm wrong. That was yeah, the first was, game, right? Because Porto away was the second, so yeah. And I thought that first half would be very difficult to beat, Conroy. Because even though we went in 2-1 down, we were so fucking good. But this topped it. This topped it, A, because Atletico Madrid are a far better team than um, the AC Milan team. And B, we didn't concede two goals sloppily. We were intense. We were aggressive. Everything that you associate with Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp in his, most of his tenure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I thought it was, um, it was a great performance. I've, I've got to be honest, Chris, I don't usually get it right. Never with score predictions, but it kind of played out the way I thought it would, you know, and they would start quick against them. We'd have a lot of the ball because they're defensive. Um, it's no coincidence, I feel like, obviously Trent's always great anyway, but because of their um, set-up with the, the five at the back, I felt like our full-batch, even Shimakas at times, had time on the ball to, to express what they can do. And they're both very good attacking full-backs and you could see that from the start. I, I felt from the first 10 minutes, we just control when they had it, didn't really catch us. You can maybe say there's an argument in the first 10 minutes. I think, to be fair, Trippier has a great first-time ball and Carrasco, he actually was quite decent for them, to be fair. He looked, oh, this might be a game, but as soon as we got a little bit of control, a few chances, builded that momentum up in the first half, I thought were great. And as soon as the first goal went in, to me, I just felt like, even if they had scored, I felt like we're winning it. And I, yeah, I'd say it was a very um, composed performance as well. I really liked the fact that, you know how, I know we'll get into it more about the red card, but when that happened, I felt like we were smart. We didn't try and play. You Maybe games like the Ace Milan, we, we went a bit, not gone ho, but we tried to make it like, oh, we're amazing and forgot about just like, taking the sting out of the game. I thought we'd done that really well. And yeah, I was I was really, really happy with the first, especially the first half. I thought it was a really, really good performance. Chris, did you when you saw the our lineup, um, was you was any surprises for you? Um, or did you have that kind of team in mind? There's always going to be sort of there's always going to be one one out of the front four that we as we call them now that's going to miss out, usually, unless we go to a different formation. There's always that one probably dilemma of centre-backs in terms of Konate and Matip. But did the fullback surprise you or was or could you see that coming in the midfield? So, so overall, in the team lineup when it came out, was you was you satisfied? Did you think, yeah, this is good? The only surprise is probably uh, Chamberlain started because yeah. that's before we knew about Jones' injury. I think if Jones was fifth, I think he'd have started because I think he's got more credit in the bank than Chamberlain. But I've got to the point with Simbacast that if he's picked, I just go, oh, yeah, okay. It, it doesn't worry me because he's a really, really good fullback. He's not quite Robbo's level, but you know, delivery-wise, he's fantastic. And defensively, he's getting better and better. So very mild surprise probably was Chamberlain starting. Other than that, I kind of shrugged and went, yeah, that, that should be enough. Mm. And Kev, when you saw their lineup, did you think, because... We had Kendall, the Newcastle fan and Atletico fan as well. She is, and she gave us some great insight. And she actually predicted the exact team, which was quite surprising because I, th I think me and Conroy were saying, well, if he picks that, that's quite attacking to come to Anfield. Yeah, especially Carrasco. We thought yeah. they, Lodi would, Lodi would start. start. Yeah. So when you saw their team and the way they started, and Conroy's right, I know we were magnificent, but we did the first five minutes, they did sort of get a, a bit of a rhythm going. Yeah. Did, you, did he surprise you with his tactics and team lineup? No. Um, the the lineup for them really picked itself with the suspensions. Carrasco is in the form of his life in Spain this uh, this, this season. He's flying it. Um, he's way ahead. He's streets ahead of Lottie at the minute. Um, the, their systems, that 3-4-2-1, similar to Brighton, but the difference was Suarez... Suarez gave Virgil and Matip someone to mark, whereas Trossard didn't. And 
with Trossard not play with Trossard playing the false nine properly, it allowed Brighton's two attacking mids to run off Jordan Henderson. And it's a very similar system, apart from Suarez being the focal point and things having to go through him. That slowed them down. That Legrand switch is on again in that in that system all the time from wing back to wing back. And you could see Trippier trying to do it more because Carrasco is six foot one and he's he is a winger. He's a left winger by trade. He's very good in the air. And that ball was and the first time I saw it, I thought, ooh, this is this is an issue. And my big takeaway from our side of the lineup was the balance. The balance in midfield, you had a runner in Ox, you had a pass merchant in Jordan Henderson, and you had control in Fabinho. And that's what was missing on against Brighton, that balance. And once we got a hold of the ball, Alisson never made a save all night. They had no shots on target. Yeah, no, you're spot on. We, you're right. And they're gonna they're gonna walk, they're gonna win the Spanish League this year, no doubt. They've won it last year, they'll win the Spanish League this year. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them go deep in this competition if they can get out of the group. They're one of those sides that most teams in Europe won't like, won't enjoy playing them because they'll get taken in by the tactics and by the thuggery. And they'll play their game rather than be comfortable enough in their own game to just like Juventus did it to him a few years ago, I think where Juventus just played their game. We did it to him last night where we played our game. The only argument at halftime was it's only two. It could be five. And with better finishing on the night, it would have been four or five. It could have been. Oh, oh it, it could have been. been it could have been anything. So yeah, I'm going to work my way backwards. I'm going to work my way backwards mm-hmm. up to sort of the next point. And Chris, you come in here. And, and, and Kev, I think Conroy mentioned sort of how we handled it, sort of the game second half. But overall, <laughs> if you could pick how a night could go in, ter- in terms of Champions League games, like sort of get your goals early, they lose a man, you stroll the second half, chance to rest your limbs. It, w- it worked out perfectly. Bar the Bobby injury, it couldn't have worked out better, Chris, right? Yeah, bar for the Bobby injury, it was ideal. It also, it got much needed minutes into Simicast which he, he needed because he's had a few games off. Confidence boost for Ox, as you said. Yeah, yeah, because um, despite what I, I've read around him, look, I'm not saying Ox is amazing. I'm not saying Ox is going to be here next season. I don't think he is. But if, if he can perform at that sort of level consistently, he's, he just becomes, what I said, he's just a cog in the midfield. Not spectacular, but covered his fullback, gave us something different going forward because he likes to have a pop, pop from distance. And he worked his ass off. Um, you know, he seemed to get a knock on the knee, but he seemed to come back on, which I thought was a psychological thing for him, which was, I've had a whack on my knee. Great point. I had the chats to Klopp and went, I'll give it another, and he gave it another 10 minutes. And I, I actually think the sub coming off was an injury. I think it was more of a, give him a bit of a, a standard ovation, kind of a confidence boost, because I, I do think Ox is a confidence player and he gets in his own head. If something goes wrong, Fabinho can, and Henson can just wash it off and go, oh, I'll get it right next time. Ox, if he gets it wrong, the next 10 minutes, you can tell that's all he's thinking about is I balls up the cross earlier. So, yeah, look, it was great. So we've now got two games where we can rotate, we can rest. Um, and, you know, some of the other English clubs, the groups they've got, I don't know how they're not four Going out of four. Way. Most of them. Yeah. You know what? Chris makes a very good point about Ox Conroy, about in terms of he's a confidence player. And and he mentioned something today. I don't know if you read some of his quotes. He's, he's talk, he talked about and he admitted he's a rhythm player. And the because of the way he plays, like his dynamic, he tries to beat players, and he, he you know he talked about rhythm. I I used to be a, I was a massive fan of Ox. When we signed him, I was very excited. I did think we overpaid for him, Conroy, because of the fact that he had a year left. But I thought he'd be mm-hmm. a wonderful talent that's going to progress under Klopp. Of course, we know about the history of the injuries, and they and yeah. they have hampered him a lot. It's like sixty percent down to injuries, right? Now, is there any way? Like Chris says, he doesn't see him at the club next season. Is there any way he can revive 
his his Liverpool career in the remainder of the season because he did show glimpses of the old ox. Yeah, to be honest, guys. Um, sorry to, to go on there, Grizz, but I, I watched um, watched the game last night, like we all did, and I think we all came away thinking, oh, it's a good game. I've rewatched it and I've watched the breakdown and I remember each incident. I actually think he had a great game. Uh, so for some reason, when I've watched it live, maybe because he's not scored or had a compelling cross, we disregard that. But you look at the stats, you rewatch it. I thought he was actually outstanding last night. If you actually watch what he'd done, the amount of times he was like, I'm not going to play the safe pass. I'm going to try and beat a man. That, that, that he's, he's probably the best at that. On his day, he's the best at that um, when he's fit and firing. He'd done that quite a lot. Um, there was actually an instance as well when he has the ball in the corner with three Atletico men around him and he managed oh, to that's get brilliant. Yeah, yeah. done that yeah. a few times as well. And he's not notorious yeah. for being great at that all the time, but I thought in tight areas he was really good yesterday. You talk about when he was beating a man as well, that he was actually taking the ball into space and it allowed Hendo and Trent that, that area. And don't get me wrong, there's times that was 10 men, but there is games where you need that against a low block as well. I've got to be honest, uh, it's like the, the Godfather part three. He's pulled me back in again. Right? <laughs> has he? Oh, good. He has. Do you know what? Yeah. At the time, I thought, I think because like Jot had scored, Trent was great with the crosses, everyone was like he was good. I actually think he was really good. And to be honest, the way it's working with our midfield, he's going to get opportunities, um, even taking him off. He might be, I'm not saying he will start against West Ham, but he's going to put himself for option. But he will, those games he's definitely going to play. If he can just get, Say as, 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 as Chris said, as Chris said, if he can just eradicate this, trying too hard, overthinking side of him, feel like he's he's not Perlo, he's not going to play this, but just take that away. If you've made a mistake or like when you're playing in the League Cup games, it's like you don't always have to be amazing, you don't always have to try the Hollywood pass. If you can just keep that, I still think, and Klopp's got a, a, a soft spot for him as well. And I, we shouldn't has. have favourites, but he definitely does because he's he's gave him more chances because he's his injury record and stuff. I, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it. I'm back on the train to back on, right? Do you know what? He's, he's just, he's the thing with Ox is, the biggest problem you've got is he plays two good games. I said this to you, Grizz. Old Trafford comes on good. Atletico comes on good. We'd all agree he was quite good in those games. Yeah. Comes on against Brighton, gets assist within five minutes. You're like, well, if he has a mediocre game, it's a good performance. And then he has a poor second half. So he's like, I understand he's very infuriating, but I just think with the games coming up, He's got himself a chance to still just be part of the setup and the squad for, for the foreseeable. I'm not saying the main <coughs> starter, but see when he's like that last night, guys, like he is an asset if he can just keep some sort of level like that. So that's my take on it. Say what you want. I'm maybe falling right back in like Al Pacino and Godfather, but so what? You have. <laughs> back in. You have. I, that's why I baited you when you fell through. You're yeah, driving right so, back in. Yeah. But Kev, a mm. um, couple of other changes with those five in total. Um, so I think Ox was obviously very good. I agree with Conroy. Yeah. Um, and I thought Jota was brilliant. And Matip, you know, we have touched upon him in the past. We know how good this fella is. He's an no absolute... Words. No words. Yeah, he's an absolute... It's, it's criminally underrated, like criminally. I was, um, I was, gutted, a, for, I was gutted for Matip with that assist, assist with the goal that was offside. Yeah. He deserved that. Oh, he, he did. That he, des- he, des- he deserved the reward for those runs because that was a perfect pass. That would have been Do that would have been the icing on the on the, on the proverbial yeah. cake. That I'm not but he does this all the time. That. See, Grizz, it, it Matip is the you get the Joe Gomez type player who comes in and he needs two or three games to get his match sharpness and what have you. Matip could be out on holiday in Barbados and come back and put the shorts <laughs> for six on. months. And, for six yeah, months, yeah, come back and put the shorts on a half two and then give a nine, a nine out of ten. He just oh, is he's, like he's like clockwork. He's just that. Yeah. He's just that good. You know but I mean? he's not. But he's not the one I wanted to talk to you about. Mm. Even though you've given us a rundown of Matip's performance, I love it. Now you earn your money because I want a double opinion. Now I want your opinion on for me. For me, who was the star of the show, Simicas. Kev, talk to me about Simicas's performance because they had a very attacking team out. Not only did he was part of a defense that kept a clean sheet, and as you said, you know, um, well, kept kept him to no shots, no yeah, shots on kept target, shots on, and also, and also, he's he's. I didn't even know this, but he said six starts and six clean sheets yeah. every time he started. 
So not only that has he improved on Chris, Chris mentioned something about last season or, or previously where he didn't know quite where he was in the team or in the back line, which is absolutely understandable because our back four picks itself for, for how many years, right? How good was he for you going forward as well and his link-up play? I think when you look at who was in front of him, Ox was coming into a side on the back of a horror 45 minutes. Let's be fair. He would have been crucified for that. You're going against <clears throat> Angel Carrera, very good player. Kieran Trippier, very good player. Both in form. Both going to be looking to get in behind you. Yeah, you've got Virgil next to you. But, you know, you can get isolated in that position quite easily. Never did. He looked very comfortable. He looks comfortable in, in his own skin. The fact that he knows his game. He knows what he's good at. He knows what he can do. He's very confident at playing on in the opposing, off the opposing box with whoever's playing on the on our left wing, making one-twos, getting in behind, putting across. He'll and forwards can make a run off this because he'll he'll genuinely take one touch, he'll touch the ball, and then whip it. They can forwards can time runs off of off of how he puts deliveries in. It's um, and he puts them in with pace and accuracy. He's his deliveries are fantastic. Now, if we could only do that on the right-hand side, you know, job's we'd a good be, we'd, we'd, be, we'd, be, we'd, pr- we'd pretty much be the perfect squad. Yeah, and the thing is, he's given Klopp a decision to make, which is all you can ask of a backup mm. player in any position, in any side. Give the manager a decision to make in a big game. And I can, like Chris said earlier, hand on heart, if his name is on the team sheet, I'm relaxed. I'm not bothered. He is as he's got he's got room to grow as well. You know, he's got room to improve. The COVID took a year of his career where you can't mix with the lads and you can't, you know, live in the city properly. This year he's it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline around the guys more. You can see what it was like when Mo got the hatchet and he went and got the ball off him and everything like that. And oh, he, and seems to be, he seems to fit into he's, the squad he's, brilliantly. He's one yeah, of the he's like a life, a life, a life, a life and soul of a party type of kid. New, uh, new, new Moreno. And you know what? In it's so Yeah, I know. But it, what, <laughs> what the guys were saying earlier about Ox, you can't have a 24, 24 or 25-man squad who are world superstars who are all knocking on the door. You have to have a mix. And you have to have guys who are okay maybe spending two, three games on the bench and not kicking up a fuss. And we have that balance almost down to a T at the minute because you never hear anyone going on social media like you do at some other clubs, bitching and moaning about, I'm not getting a start. Uh, The manager doesn't pick me because. You don't hear it. It doesn't happen. It doesn't get leaked. You know, it's. I think we're in an absolute perfect position with Simicast. We couldn't have got it more right. We're, we're, we're in a perfect we're in a perfect position um, group wise as well, Chris. The fact that we literally can send out the dinner ladies and and me and you can get a call up and all sorts and nothing changes, right? But our coach is a bit different like that, isn't he? And he came out and he spoke about it afterwards and he said, you know, there's going to be there's going to be fans going to these games for the first time in their life. And he said things like, I almost owe them um, a team worthy of sort of representation. It, it indicates to me he's not going to do, he's not going to, we're not going to get a call up, are we, Chris? He's he's going to play some decent players in there. Does that worry you at all, looking back what happened to Jota, or are you relaxed? It worries me, I just bought my boots. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I've got on a treadmill and everything. To get, Do you know what to get, I mean? You know, for me, extra get yard. That, get that no invoice good. sent to Anfield pronto. Get that invoice <laughs> sent straight away. Um, it does mildly worry me because 
There is part of me thinks Klopp's that as a little bit of toffee because he's not going to say, yeah, I'm going to play the kids because you probably get a bit in trouble with UEFA for do it, for admitting that, that you're going to deliberately play a weekend side. But we have seen with Klopp, you know, went to Mitchell underway and he played Salah and Jossler up front and you're like, oh. Now, admittedly, I think if we beat Mitchell, I think we topped the group. We didn't, I think we finished second, so maybe you want to top the group. This is, he literally has topped the group. So I would like to think, I think I did, I would like to think the likes of Kelleher, Simakas, Gomez, Canate, they all play. Jones, Chamberlain, Milner's your midfield. And then your front three is, I'd love to give like Cade Gordon a run out with Origi Minamino, Tyler Morton, get him his Champions League debut. Kind of, this is probably Klopp's cultural way of going to, to lads. Well, you've earned the spot. So Tyler proved to me I can use you in a league game. You know, so I could see him playing like one of the front three. And maybe one of the main midfielders, and then put a bit like a League Cup side, where he only puts like a couple of experienced players in. But with the five sub rule, he may even go like Fab, you play first forty-five. Hendo, you do fe- second forty-five. Salah do forty-five. Manny do forty-five. Because as much as people don't, I know it's I know it's a dead rubber, but you try telling Mo Salah he's not playing. Because yeah. and I think that's the problem he's got. And especially you know since his contract, that's Chris, going to be an issue. Chris, Chris, honest to God, I know what you're saying, and. What you're I saying, don't agree with it. I, I just, yeah, exactly. I, I, no, I no. I was going to say. I was going to say what you said makes the most sense, right? But Conroy, I'm not having it. Like I, I literally am not having it. Because I think this comment though might be a reason as well, because just on. the comments have been saying that it's five million for those two wins. And all jokes aside, that is quite a lot no, of money for us. No, you know? I'm not going. No, I'm not going down that route. I'm yeah. not going down that. I'm not having that. Take that. Off because you know because <laughs> you know why you know what that's going to do in it that's going to encourage the FSG um, in and out debate madheads yeah, where, yeah why do we have to watch every penny and we shouldn't have to and our coach especially shouldn't have to his responsibility be, yeah. should be the welfare of his players the health of his players going into the crucial part of the Champions League and Premier League season he should not worry about and. Maybe I'm getting a bit serious here. I don't often get serious, like you know me, guys, right? I, but, mm. but but it's true though, right? Mm. He should not be worrying about 2.5 million a game, you know, whatever. And and I'm sure he's not. He said it off the cuff. I don't yeah. think he actually means yeah. it in terms of he's been ordered to play a strongest team. So let's get it out there before there's some madheads in the in the yeah. chat that start saying, "Oh, FSG have ordered him to play a strong team." FSG out because we know they need the slightest excuse. But between, but, but my opinion would be, I'm not taking any risks in those two games. What Chris said, I agree with the back four, the midfield as well, the likes of. I'd even play. Um, what's the new lad, Tyler Morton? Tyler Morton, experience. Yeah. What an experience for him! What yeah. an experience put, it would be. You put a Tyler Morton in there with James Milner. And Absolutely fine, and Curtis Jones even or, Curtis Ox Jones or whatever. Either, so yeah. Hopefully, ex- Naby Cater's back by then, and Henderson. Yeah. Uh, everyone's fully fit, so I, I would not take any risks. But you know we've we have to learn from last season because that yeah. was an absolute killer for us losing Jota for three months. Yeah, for once you hope he listens to the medics and any players who are anywhere near a red list shouldn't be even on a on a plane. You know the um, I, I, I agree a hundred percent what what Chris has said, and I can see all the merits in why he's saying it. But there's probably five players in our first eleven that you don't need to play. Name so, Allison, Van Dyke, Fabinho, Salah, Mane. Hmm. You may, maybe I'd, the, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd add more, Kev. No, but those five for me are pivotal. That's your spine. Those, those five, those five for me are, are pivotal. And anyone else, you can you can put Thiago in for Henderson, you can put, and vice versa. You could put Jones in for Ox, you could put Ox in for Jones. You could play Jota or Bobby, you don't have to play Bob. But there's no Simicast-type replacement for Salah or Mane. You know, there if the drop-off in those five positions for me are way too big. And in fairness, I, I want to see... I want to see Joe Gomez getting a run against. Mm. You know, and I want him to know that I'd love him to be told, right, Joe, you and Kanata, you and Ibu are getting those two last games. Start working on it. Start working on it. I think it might have been that Phillips, to be honest. 
What if it goes but, back to it? Fizzle. No, I think if, I think if there was anything more to Nat Phillips than getting a token gesture, which is sad in one way, he'd have got a lot more than thirty seconds. Last but I'm just I'm just thinking he might need Kanati and Matip to switch a lot more throughout the season. That was only mm. just thinking that, Kev, and just in yeah, case yeah. might pay, play that. That that's only just because he came on yeah. last night as well. I get yeah. what you're saying, but I'm, really... I'm a bit worried actually about Joe Gomez. And I'm worried that he's looking at England squads being named and he's not involved. And the reason he's not involved is because he's not playing. And you've got a club over the other side of the country with a shitload of a shit ton of money who's going to be looking for players. And I'd hate to see someone's head turn because they're not they don't see a pathway back into the starting rotation. You know, it's a um, headache that we don't need. I see what you're coming from. But I'm not worried at all in that sense because I think Gomez is probably one of the most level-headed, mature uh, players in our squad. So from that aspect, he knows where he's come from. He knows the journey he's been on. And he knows the comeback is an instant. So where we've seen Virgil van Dijk come back from his... Again, someone will correct me in the... I think it's his second major injury. He had, he's had one other injury, yeah. isn't it, where you'd call f- yeah. fairly major but his second sort of, or maybe even his first major, major injury where he's been out that long, right? And so his recovery and his comeback has been hastier, quicker. Joe's coming back from his fourth, lads. Yeah. Is it his fourth? Two un- yeah, two uncles and two knees. for someone so, that age, isn't it? That's so crazy. it's, it's a total like different trajectory. Yeah. It's a total different recovery, total different no, comeback. And the people around him will know that and will be in his ear. But Conroy... Enough of that walk over in the park, walk in the park. I mean, Champions League, like, do you know what I mean? Put that to the side. Like, done. yeah, done. Smashed it. Like, get on. Group of death. Group of death. Yeah. <laughs> group of death. Like, draw us the... Who's next? I'll tell you what. Us. Did you say about that group of death? Is Atleti will win the Spanish League. Is Milan are joint top of the Serie A. Porto yeah. top of their league. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a group of death for a lot of clubs. We've well, been exceptional. We've we been made exceptional. The Atlanta one looks like the group of death at the moment. I don't know if you the points we, we've that been one. Except, Conroy, we've been exceptional, and I agree with Kevin. Our league form, our league form hasn't been exceptional. Our results haven't been exceptional, but our performance, uh, so, but we're still unbeaten, and we've had exceptional results in then performances in it but overall it hasn't been exceptional I'd argue and obviously people can absolutely have a go at me in the chat I think the drop points at Brentford and to Brighton are absolutely vital because of the fact that we're not up against one super team in my humble opinion I think we're up against two super teams and I class Chelsea in that and people again can argue with me all they want it's all about opinions which makes this game on the weekend very, very vital that we pick up three points. It's again, it's that word we've used a lot in every show, margin of error. Would you agree? Mm. Because now, whereas if we got a draw after we had beaten Brighton, it wouldn't have been the worst result. West Ham are absolutely flying. But a draw puts us potentially five points behind Chelsea. Yeah, no. I, to be honest, Chris, I feel like this is a it's a huge game because West Ham are flying, and if you want to just disregard them, it, it would wouldn't be smart because if you actually have watched them, even t- tonight, I know it's not the first team is playing, but even Ben Rama's getting Most, a bit of form tonight as well. Their the fit, squad, not the first team played though. Yeah, but what I mean is like they're getting. I think sorry, they played their centre backs. Don't know if they did tonight, but the past couple of weeks have been playing, switching their centre back pair and still playing quite well. There's quite a bit of depth. I think me and Kev spoke about that previously. Like your Yarmolenko's on the bench and stuff. It Lanzini to come on, but the first team and when you've got Antonio as well, who's just unplayable at times. It's a massive game, and I think you're right, Grizz. I feel like we drop points if we beat Brighton or or say we beat beat Brentford when we're winning that that game. We can afford the draw, but the way it's going now, I think it's an absolute must-win. I don't want to overreact. I just feel like there's certain games that if we don't get this over the line, but if we do get the win, I actually think we've already been great this season, but it's a big win, and usually West Ham away wouldn't be, but this season you're beating a team who's in very good form, just not set out the League Cup as well. And you talk about strong teams. Say play a strong team in that game as well. Mm. So Obviously, they can all the time. Their second team is equivalently (laughs) could get the top four, but I genuinely think it's a massive game. They're in form. Bowen, Antonio, they just, 
they've got a lot of different threats. So, yeah, I actually think it would be a very good um, moment for us if we can get a win. I think it would be a bit like we said, United 5-0. I think getting a win away at West Ham right now, I'd say is, it'd be a big statement like that for me. It could, it would show our title challenge and put us right in it. And I don't know how the fixtures are working this weekend, guys, but who are Chelsea playing? Are they before or after us? So, Probably before. They're, they're before us, I think. They've got yeah. Burnley, I think. So, like so, so that's what I mean, Chris. They've got Burnley at home, which, you know, is a nailed on the way they're playing. They seem right? to be having a good run of fixtures now, Chelsea. Is it just me? Yeah. They, do, they do. But their run of fixtures post-international break is when it starts to get tasty oh, for them. Yeah. Chelsea, this... have been, Chelsea have been the opposite of us, as in they're beating the teams they should beat until they come against a top side. Us, but Chris, Juventus, but Chris, drop points. But Chris, I know you're. I know you're going to go down the route of. Actually, you might not. I might. You know, I might have misread you. Let's see. But I think you're going to go down the route of Chelsea will fall away. We need to. Uh, you think Chelsea, and you probably think City are the the main targets, and will always be our closest rivals. I've disputed that with everyone from the start of the season. I genuinely think Chelsea, I think the way he's handled his squad without Lukaku and Werner in recent weeks, even with having an easy run of fixtures, absolute piss easy, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley in a row, you, you expect them to to wipe the floor. But then this Premier League doesn't always work like that. Um, we found out against Brentford, it doesn't work out like that. City have found out against Southampton at home and the other day, Palace, there's always results popping off. They seemingly are getting on with it quietly. Now, yes, after the international break, they have a very different set of fixtures. But then they've also played Liverpool away, City at home. They've played Spurs. So they've played a lot of their big teams as well. It's vital we get three points this because five points is still in this season. Um, um I think it's a vital, vital gap that could develop even even further if we don't pick up three points. Are you confident going into this West Ham game first? And what have you made of West Ham under Moyes? Because we always take the piss out of Moyes and whatnot, but he's done a very steady and amicable job, in my opinion, there. Yeah, um, I'm confident we'll win, mainly because we've got, we, we've got Fabinho back. And I know Fabinho played in three of the games we drew. I tend to think if we play two of... Fabinho, Henderson or Thiago, as long as two of those three on the pitch and then we have a, a slightly more expansive midfielder next to them, I always feel quite confident. Uh, when it's just one of them playing, we don't quite have the balance right. So Fabinho coming back, getting an hour on his belt, makes me a bit more confident. And the only niggling concern I've got, uh, and I will, I'll, I'll get Peltas for saying this, is I don't think DVD has been quite at the level. It's understandable because he's coming back from a horror injury. But just a couple of positional things where he's getting the wrong side of, he's getting himself in the wrong position and he's showing the back of his shirt too many times, which normally means you're in the wrong position because you're not looking properly. Last two or three games I've caught that. Now that could just be a bit of rustiness, but Antonio's five and nine against Liverpool. And if I, if a fat lad like me has noticed it, I'm pretty certain clever people like West Ham have noticed that. But West Ham, I think they're really impressive. They've got lots of talent there. Um, I like Fornells. I don't know what it is about him, but he just seems to be a player where he just, He's busy and something, hap- something happens around him. And I think they've covered the loss of Kufal, who's just getting fit now, really well, because Ben Johnson, who's come in, has done really well. Uh, I like the two centre-backs. Uh, I think it, they complement you very well. Cresswell's a, a classy left-back. And Bowen, you can see why Liverpool link with him. He just doesn't start pressing. Um, probably a little bit careless of his finishing at times, but he just he's a nightmare. And they're, they're just one of those teams where... I don't think they'll finish top four because I'm not quite sure the depth is there once they get into the deeper part of Europe. Though, to be fair, they have managed Europe quite well so far. But I would I look at West Ham going, they're a comfortable Europa League top eight side now. And they're one of those sides that, on paper, we should beat. But you've got to be at your best to beat them. You could, these aren't a team. They're a lot like Norwich. You could turn up half arse, half pissed and still beat them. You're spot on. Kev, uh, do you see it that way as well? Because I pretty much agree with what Chris said there. I do... And I think the fact that they're a comfortable Europa League team now, that's quite some progress. Um, I know he's spent a bit, but he's 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 not sold any of his big players. There's been obviously noise around Rice um, and uh, even Suchek, a lot of suitors after these type of players, but they've stayed loyal, they've stayed, and he's done a decent job the last couple of seasons. Do you see them a threat to the to the top four? 
And how do we approach and how do you think the game pans out on Sunday? Well, I watched a bit of them tonight and look, they'll line up 4-2-3-1. They'll, um, Suchek and Rice will take it in turns as to who goes and who sits. Fornal is a very good player. Uh, Spanish under-21 international um, on the verge of getting into their their full national side. Um, ben Rama is back. Bowen looks tidy. I think Zuma has been a great signing for them. Um, Thirty million looked expensive at the time, but he looks he looks like he's uh, settled right in there. And Obana, 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 yeah, he's a wily old head, and he knows how to defend. He loves defending. They're a very efficient side. Moise has got them playing to probably the best of the best of their potential. They're they're as good as they can be with that with the squad that they have. But I watched them tonight, and you can get at them. You can with quick interplay in or around the box. You can get at them. You can quick link one twos, get in behind. Um, I think we go there. I think we win. Um, I three one. Um, I think the Brighton was the kick up the arse that we needed to say, look, you can't just rock up to these games and expect to win. We're 25 unbeaten. You know, matched the club record last night, uh, and that's gone under the radar. It's, it's going under the radar, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. I think it's like every, every week there's a, there's a milestone we're smashing. And I think the, this group has just got it in them. The, they've got a bit between their teeth. The, there was, you could see how angry they were at the draw. You know, they took the draw as a loss from being 2 0 up, and rightly so. You should mm. not be losing a two goal lead to anyone, irrespective of how good or bad they play, unless you're down to nine. You know what I mean? But I think West Ham are a very good side. I think they'll finish in the top six. I think mm. Europa, Europa League could hurt them like it hurt Leicester. They're very good 1 to 14. But after that, they can. You're left with the Martin Nobles of this world, who, like Jimmy Milner, is absolutely fine to play the odd game, the odd 20 minutes here and there, but you can't expect him to do two, three games on the bounce. You know, but if you handed West Ham a Europa League run and a top six finish at the start of the season, they'd snap your hand off for it. You know, I think they're the second, arguably, they're the second. Yeah, they're number two in London. You know, behind yeah. Chelsea. I think they're ahead of Arsenal. I think they're more efficient than Arsenal. I think they're better than Tottenham. And Palace are doing well, but they've got all of those type of games to come as well. That's why it's a massive disadvantage for London clubs. You got so many derbies there, so many games to be up and down for that can go any way. For any London club to really push on and push on for a title, it makes it that little bit harder for them. You know, so that's where I look at Chelsea and I think, yeah, look, you've you've done well. And I think having Lukaku not in their side is better for them. I think he, Lukaku slows them down a bit. Lukaku is a very good goal scorer. He's not a very good footballer. Uh, I think Havertz is an excellent footballer and you can play off and around him. The, the number 10s that Chelsea have, I think, can link better with a Havertz than they can with a Lukaku. Although Lukaku will get them goals. But I think they play they play better football and win more games with a Kai Havertz than they will do with a Lukaku. Interesting. So I think it, it might be a blessing in disguise for them to be able to get other players into their game. You wouldn't have seen Pulisic, Hudson Odoi, um, these type of players interlinking the way that they do, getting the goals and assists that they do. <clears throat> when Lukaku plays, they're looking at the wing backs more. You know, your Chilwells, your Alonso's chip in with goals and assists. You know. Reese James will chip in with goals and assists. But when Kai Havertz is playing up front, say Ziyech will get in more often than that. Mason Mount becomes more important. Their midfield stiffens a bit and their front, their forward players play like forwards. You know, So I think Chelsea, Chelsea and Man City are the two rivals. Whether they last the pace or not, who knows. But I know one thing, that any side who gets 92 points, 90 points plus this season, that's not good enough to win you this league with this level of competition. There's something wrong. Yeah, the thing is, Kev, as well with Lukaku, it's like what I think is good about Chelsea is Lukaku will save them in games 
where the tactics haven't worked, the interplay is not there. And then that's when you can go to that and, and yeah. you can say what you want. I think you're absolutely right, but yeah. they win those games with Lukaku. Yeah. People can go about who the level of teams you scored against in the past in the Premier League, but you can guarantee when it's 10 minutes to go to Stamford Bridge and they're chasing a game, throwing the kitchen sink, he's un, a, he's a diamond to have yeah. in those games. So Giroud was the same. Giroud exactly. was the same. And obviously, there'll be yeah. other games with Lukaku can obviously link in as, as well and get goals, but I just think that's, that's a, such an asset to have because... I think they done it against Zenit as well. They didn't play well. He scored the the scored. winner. He's just he's yeah. just good at that. He's and I think that's maybe going to be key. I think it's a really good point, Kev. Conroy, going back to you, um, sort of with that breakdown, Kev's given us some of the way sort of West Ham are likely to set up, and I think pretty much that's that's it. We know the back four. Um, uh, we know the two in midfield, and then they have Ben Rama, Bowen, and Fornells behind Antonio. So it's pretty much a 4-2-3-1. Antonio is uh, quite a handful. Um, <clears throat> pace, power. But we've faced plenty of those, right? Our back force faced plenty of those pace and power types, even though he does have a good game against us. How do you see us setting up? So we can start off with the with the, with the defence. Um, you know, the, the question on everyone's lips will be, do we bring back Kanate because of the pace and the power? Or do we stick with Matip, who was majestic? Okay, he had 10 men to face in the second half, but he was majestic nevertheless, even in the first half. What would you do? What do you think Klopp does? And the Robertson semicast? Yeah, yeah. At, at the moment, I'm, I'm thinking, um, I am actually thinking it would be um, Kanati in. But maybe I'm more thinking that. Maybe we'll stick with Matip. I'm just thinking he done well against the pace at Old Trafford. And... Antonio's obviously very strong. He's not just fast. But having someone like Kinati who who can equip that and hopefully... Because obviously what Matip is an experience is going to be a lot better than Kinati's physical ability. But I think for this type of game, we're pushing high. I think it actually might might help. So I'll go for Kinati at the moment. But it's, it's on a knife edge, that one. Regarding the Robertson and the uh, Shimakas one, I knew I'd get asked this one. Um, God, to be honest, uh, it's a hard one now. Um because I've actually been re-watching a lot of Robertson assists and performances, and I don't think we can deny it. He's had some good games this year defensively. I mean, he's had some poor games, but over the piece, he's always been solid defensively. But when we're talking about like getting Andy Robertson to play because he's solid defensively in the bigger games, it's like, mate, that was Nathaniel Klein like two years ago because he's solid defensively. Like Robertson, used to, he is it's brilliant at attacking, but he's just not showing it at the moment. And I don't know. I feel like. This might be, I think he'll start Robbo, but I really think this is probably his not last opportunity to show what he can do, but for this to stop being a very serious conversation. And I don't I don't know if you get what I mean, because see right now, everyone's reactive. That's what happens. But it's not news that Shimakas has played well. So last night, everyone's like, oh, this is a big debate. It's like Shimakas has been playing well all season. So this shouldn't, this is always going to be on the horizon. But Robbo's not really shut that up. He's had a good game, then a poor game. He's at times it's fine to just keep the ball and rotating and keep it moving, that's fine but Andy Robertson's a guy who literally got in the squad overtaking Moreno because he'd drive past people or he'd, he'd maybe he'd not always drive but do the one-two look to in behind, have that cross I mean he's crossing at the moment, this guy got in the squad because he's crosses, he played a League Cup game against Leicester and people were having a go at Coutinho after it because he didn't pass the ball enough to Robertson because he was making that many good runs just not seeing that at the moment so I know a player's in there but for me, I think Rob will start, but I do really believe that this is like his last chance to stop this being a, a question right now. Because I think if it does and he doesn't play well again, Shimakas has got to be like, right, right, listen, there's going to be further tests, but barring a, a Chelsea away or maybe a, a really hard away fixture, he's probably going to go with Shimakas. Because Shimakas has not really been properly tested defensively yet. However, I mean, Robbo's been poor defensive in some games, so I don't even know if there's an argument there anymore. But for me, he starts, but he's got to start showing showing something um, against his competitor at the moment. Or I think this is going to be a real conversation very soon. Chris, uh, what would you do with the back four? Uh, I'd keep Matip in because we beat them 3-1 at their place with their strongest side. We had Phillips Henderson at centre-back. Neither are quick you know, one's dominant in the air. Well, Van Dyke's more dominant in the air and quicker. So I'd I'd stick. To be honest, I'd stick with the same back four. Did Antonio play in that game? Yep. At, at West Ham. 
Yeah, yeah, he started. Was Salah scored that magnificent goal on the break? So, was it yeah. Henderson and Phillips at the back? Yeah, I just double checked it. Henderson wow. and Phillips at the back, a midfielder, Thiago, Ronaldo, Milner, and Shaq started. You know, so it wasn't exactly the most physical Liverpool side that beat them, and it was pretty much West Ham's strongest side, which is probably the same West Ham side that's going to play this this week. So, I would keep the same back five that played against um, Atleti. I think the only question to change is. Can Chamberlain do two games in five days? If he can't, and Jones is at eye injury, isn't that serious? I'm assuming it's not. And probably Jones comes in, and then a game we bring Thiago and Chamberlain for the last half hour. I don't, I don't think you'll see Thiago start until probably the Arsenal game. Interesting. Kev? Yeah, I, just, I don't think the 11 changes. I think it's the same again. Um he, they, they got a lot of rest in that second half, you know. They, they really managed that game really well. And the five-sub rule really, really helped a lot. Um, I would be a bit surprised if he said, look, same again, go again. Um, there's, there's no reason why you wouldn't. The, the interplay, Especially with the international break. Yeah. Straight after. The interplay was so so good that you, it would be hard to turn around to anyone and say, look, yeah, I'm taking you out for whoever. And the fact that Thiago only got thirty minutes, and it was it was snail's pace. Let's be honest, you know it wasn't a real game by that stage. Um, it was just a stretch your legs type of type of thing. Uh, yeah, I don't see any reason why you make any changes at all. I can understand an argument for Robbo, and if Robbo came in, good, fine, no problems. That you don't skip a beat. But in general, I'd have no qualms if he turned around to the same lads and said, "You earned your spots. They're your shirts." You keep them. No, I think, yeah, I pretty much agree with with most of that, I think. But I, I just got a feeling um, the fact that Thiago got a specific 30 minutes uh, and he was given a run out and because he was so good last season, as Chris says, in that fixture, he was beautiful in that fixture. And then added to the fact that Oxlade will be having two games in five days or whatever it is, and he got a bit of a knock. I could see that being the only change. Mm. Um, I agree, Matt, it deserves another chance. But it's amazing, isn't it? We've actually got options. It's nice to have decisions to make, isn't it? And they're absolutely mm. quality options, Kev, as well. It's yeah. the decisions like we all agree that we wouldn't be bothered about. You know, we wouldn't. Mm. Whatever team would be selected, we'd be saying, yeah. oh, that's fine. Yeah, I don't think anyone's head's going to fall off at uh, half an hour or an hour, where, you know, when the team sheets are... Are, are out unless some unless he does an absolute. No, Chris is like Chris is like. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I say join join us for countdown for kickoff because uh, yeah, it it's been what it's been live the last couple of ones, hasn't it? Yeah, they have, yeah, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in fairness, the United one was a personal favourite. <laughs> yeah, unless he turns I, around I and decides to start Divock or um, Tacky, then oh. do you know what was really interesting when Tacky came on? Tacky came on in the eight, and it's I thought, ooh. That's, that is actually your best position. If if you're going to play one free-running midfielder, one holding midfielder, and one box-to-box, Taki Minamino in that, you know, free role. Taki could do that Oxlade role. Very yeah, well, in my opinion. He could. Whether he could do the defensive side is something I'd like to see tried in a League Cup game. You know, yeah. try that against Leicester and see how he gets on. It could be a reinvention of a role for him. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not nervous about this game. I'm really not. Our away record is outstanding. You know, to coin a Brendan Rodgers phrase, we're outstanding. We have character. <laughs> don't say that one. We, we, listen, you don't we're outstanding. To... We are very good away from home. No, it's Char- a character one, mate. It's a character. Yeah, but it's has... true. Look, we, we, we yeah. jest. We jest, right? But it's character. Magn- it's, it's, it's something outstanding in this team. And it is character. Because through all the adversity and coming out sort of 25 game unbeaten, it's, it's magnificent. You don't do that without no. character. You just don't do that without character. There has been lapses of concentration, um, and Brighton played brilliant. Yeah. So the lapses of concentration were against Brentford. I don't think Brentford are as good as people made out at the time. I thought we were absolute crap against yeah, Brentford. I think Brentford are in trouble now. Yeah, and 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 it's proven so that you know 
most yeah, people have beaten them since then, right? It's not that. It's not just it's, that. No, they've, they've lost, lost their keeper. The, yeah, they've lost their keeper for three or four months. Yeah. Okay. You fair enough. I mean? But 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 but, but but overall, I still think yeah, no, they're I probably going to go down anyway. And I thought Brighton were magnificent on the day, and we were at two 0 We were we were not efficient enough. We could have ended it. So look, West Ham is going to be very tricky. I think it's going to be a very awkward game. Um, yeah, they're West Ham. David Moyes will have been David Moyes will have been hurt. We've been hurting since since the last couple of times where we've gone there and just yeah. walked all over them. Um, and we know we're not his favourite club, um, so he will want to put on something of a showing this time round. Um, full house as well because last season was an empty stadium. Obviously, mm-hmm. they backed him. So I was at the game two seasons ago when when um, we beat them also. Um, who scored was in that, that Pellegrini? Game? Is that Pellegrini? Then Grace was Pellegrini, the manager. Or was it still? No, Moyes? no, it was Moyes. It was still Moyes. Moyes. Yeah, and 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 the crowd booed the, every name of the player. Uh, the tunnel is like that's how toxic it was at the time. It's a total different atmosphere. I've got a few West Ham mates who tell us that the atmosphere is second to none now because they're bouncing. They believe in Moyes. Sorry, go on. Was that the two 0 game, Grace? Was that the two 0 game two when Ox scored Salah outside the football? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. That's the one, and we were so comfortable. I remember it was an absolute walk in the park. So he will remember last season's thrashing and that one, and he won't have liked that. So they're going to try to make it as difficult as possible because we know David Moyes, regardless of how f- attacking and adventurous he's been, I think he's going to. I think he's going to revert to type. He won't give a shit about how people perceive it or perceive him. I think they're going to go very defensive and try to hit us on the counter. The decision he's going to have to make is four nails or Noble. If he goes with Noble in a three-man midfield, I'll be made up. I'll be made up. Yeah, no, no, no. He won't go. No, he won't go Noble. He won't go Noble no. in every way. Part in the part. I think four nails. <laughs> said, okay, four nails been very, very good as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if he sacrifices one of his one of his three attacking midfielders for a third box-to-box mid, you know, and tries to go four-three-three and play Mikel Antonio on the counter then I think we're going to have a very comfortable night. If he yeah. decides to play with four nails up or with one up front and three running in behind him, it's going to be tricky. I'm very surprised tonight as um, Rice played the whole 90 minutes. Mm. Um, yeah. He didn't yeah. need Europe to do that. No, Cresswell but Europe too. is important to them. But has Cresswell been starting for them? I don't think he has, Chris, has he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's been starting quite a bit, I think, yeah. But, um, oh, I beg yeah, your pardon. I, Sorry. Yes, he has. Johnson's it, been playing. At Johnson right for Kufal. Kufal. Yeah, that's Kufal, Kufal, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kufal six, got a run out today as well. Yeah, yeah it is, six, yeah. 60 minutes for Antonio, wasn't it? About half an hour for Bowen, so... Yeah. So he done very similar to what we done, sort of, mm-hmm. you know, 60 minutes gave 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 their boys. But... So, um, Set piece is going to be the, the scary thing, I think, with them because I think they're. I think it's yeah, Su- Suchik. If you've got Suchik, they've got the most set piece goals. Yeah. If you've got Suchik, Rice, and their two centre halves, they're probably averaging. They're probably the tallest um, on average. Them, yeah. them for themselves are like yeah. sort of, that's they're all six four, four, that's four players, six foot three, six foot. But and, and the, it's the movement. If you watch how many goals Suchik scores last season, where it's actually not a header, it's maybe just like a tapping at the back post because they yeah. work on flick ons. They're actually. Probably we should work on more set pieces, to be honest. They look like they work on using their strengths for them. And I know that I get they're big, don't get me wrong, but they don't just hoof it in the box. Yeah. Like There is good movement. And yeah, I'm always well, impressed with what to check, to be honest. Well, that's why I think we have been working on our set pieces, Conroy. Um, and I think we've been decent. And that's why it's vital, as Chris says, uh, has said earlier, that when we're facing with the four players that we've just mentioned, for example, that's why it's vital we have Fabinho, who's six foot something, yeah. Henderson, six foot something. So our four down the middle of our spine are as equally as big, maybe not as physical. Like Fabinho and Henderson are, are not the most, they're not as physical as Suchek and Rice, mm. but they definitely can. And our centre-backs obviously match okay. them. They're capable, exactly. And that's vital because they do, they do. Um, and Moyes is always, even at the time at Everton, didn't he? He, yeah, he yeah. loved a set piece. They love a set piece and they will be trying to bombard us. But um, that's, where uh, the, uh, that's where the Bobby injury is a bit of a bit of a killer as well because uh, one thing Bobby is good at is he's the central guy for defensive corners and he's, mm. really, good, he's really good at it. So, well, he's and, generally, isn't he? He's, he's actually, um, he's, he's generally very good at sort of picking up defensive. He's got a defensive... N- head on him mm, yeah. you know because he was a, a central midfielder at Hoffenheim 
yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Has there been any word on Nabi's scans at all? Has anyone heard anything? Anyone in the chat read anything? Or because he's no, about Nabi, to have had his scans by now and they didn't know no, what Nabi, grade Nabi, it was. Nabi, we won't see until no. after the international now, so that's fine. As long as he recovers and doesn't get yeah. away from international duty, it could, fingers crossed, it could work in our favour as oh, long yeah. as it's not too drastic. Bobby won't travel with, with his national no. team. That'll be good as well. Um, but Henderson's been selected again, hasn't he? Which yeah. is a bit of a so bummer. Trent. Yeah, Trent. But I don't, I don't think Trent will start, hopefully. Well, they're uh, two kind of... They're already there, aren't they? England are already qualified, so... I think they need one win. I think they need one win out of two games. But I mean, one is against San Marino. Yeah. So, Unless it's like one of the most shocking losses in the world ever of hey, history. Gareth yeah. Southgate, anything's possible. Well, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a pain in the arse, isn't he? And um, I mean, good luck to them and good luck to him. But I just I just wish Henderson would consider, just consider maybe, you know, calling it a day now internationally because I, it does seem to be players ahead of him, right? Yeah, yes, favors he favors Rice and Phillips, doesn't he, as a pivot? Yeah, yeah. no, he shouldn't have done that against through. Billy Gilmore, though. He made a mistake doing that against Billy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. First start, that's all I'm saying. Man of the match at Wembley. I know any chance I get, any chance I get. In the, the most boring, boring nil-nil draw ever. Well yeah, done. mate, not, not for me, but as I say, you've got Bellingham yeah. coming through, which I think they'll probably mm -hmm. look to in the future. But yeah. I've said this before, we're not going to get in the Rice thing, but <clears throat> I think Rice suits that. I think we said that before, uh, Chris. Rice yeah. suits that 4-2-3-1. Mm. No way is he, like, he steps in any team and is one of the best midfielders. no way for the money they're talking about, but we won't get caught in that. I just wanted to say that. Big debate. No, there want, is a debate around that. There is a if debate. If you want someone that. to stand in front of your back four as a screen, he's perfect. He's very, very good at it. He's got a good pass in him as well. A very underrated passing game. What we'll see though is as a DM, I'm talking like Fabinho level. He's not there for me, and I don't think he'll get there. He's still he might. Younger. He might. Yes, he he might, for a hundred yeah. million, mate. No, Crazy. you'd want to be the ready-made tailor. <laughs> exactly. but, but, but how 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 old is he, lads? He's still young. I mean, I oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, twenty-three. Yeah, it's not. It's not very old. No, no. I think he's twenty-two because I saw uh, yeah, something. Yeah, he's very old. I was going to say, I'm very surprised if he's twenty-four. I mean, I could I be wrong. But feels like he's been around forever. But this is my point, <laughs> yeah. Chris, and 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 the way he's evolving there. Look, I wasn't his biggest fan, um, but he has slightly grown. I mean, twenty-two people telling there us in the chat. Mm. Um, he's growing on me, lads, um, and the fact that he's not surrounded by the most technical players when he plays for England. And West mm. Ham, okay, you'd, you'd argue some of the players around West Ham are probably more technical. Like Suchek's very underrated and we've discussed Ben Rama who likes the ball to his feet, whatever. He has developed his game. And so as last season, Kev was saying, talking about his DM as a as a shield just for the back four, yeah, he's, he's actually added goals. He's actually yeah. added goals. And dare I say it, here's a hot take. Here's a fucking hot take. He's got bits of the young Roy Keane in him, seeing it in terms of box-to-box -box energy. In no way will he become. No, course, very source Roy subject. Still. Yeah, Roy Keane. But, uh, but <laughs> no, seen, between him and Grealish, two, two of them. Yeah. But stylistically, stylistically, I see a lot of his game. And obviously, yeah. he's at a stage yeah, where now we see if he goes to the next level. Like he's, 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 he's reached a level where he needs a move to a big club to see, just like Forrester United for Keane, right? He's made, he's made for Manchester United. Let's be fair. Let's be real. Let's see. He's exactly what United needs. Let's see. Uh, we were going to speak about sort of managerial, but I think we've absolutely nailed it time-wise. I think I've been a brilliant timekeeper today. Like, you know, I'm brilliant sometimes. Um, we haven't needed to talk about um, Eddie Howe and coming back to Newcastle or whatever, you know. I think he's been brilliant. Uh, did I get predictions of you guys? Because I want to know predictions you done. All right, let's go. Oh, um, I think Kev gave us his. Yeah, I did. I said three-one. Three-one goal scorers. Yeah. <sighs> I keep saying it, Virgil. <laughs> Until it comes that... right one week. Yeah, I'm doing one it as day. well now, Kev. Yeah, I'm doing it as well now. Yeah, I'm doing it as well. Celebrate. Oh, okay. I think Mo nice. gets off this uh, barren run that he's on of two games, and yeah, most of most celebrates if he can match the goal he scored last season. Oh, amazing! Yeah. If he can get anywhere close to that, happy days. Great Care stuff. A month wrapped up again. Chris, I've got three ones: Salah double and Manny, and I think Antonio will score for them. 
Have you been comparing notes or something? You <laughs> I know. Great minds think alike. <laughs> Go on, Cornery. Change it I up think, a bit, lad. I think 2 0. I think we 2 0. Um, hopefully, Which we way? can continue this clean I'd sheet. Be happy that, would that. Be, that would be, uh, that'd be yeah. lovely. 2 0 us. Yeah. I've got a ton to leave this last couple of weeks, Chris. You know, no, no, I do think it'd be 2-0. Um, I was going to copy you, Kev, because Virgin's going to score one of these weeks, mate. Um, but to, for this weekend, I think I'll go for... Depending on who's playing, I actually think... Um, I'm going to say Jota, because I do think Jota will play. Um, and I think I'll go for Salah. So Jota and Salah for me. Yeah, I think I, think, I think I was going to go with 2-0 as well. Um, but I'll change it. I'll, just to be different, I'll say 2-1. And I think Jota's in such That's a... That's too close. Don't like that, guys. That's too close well, for me. you know, it is what it is. You know, <laughs> it's very Liverpool, though, isn't it? <laughs> we're going yeah. to see it through this time, though, hopefully. Um, Tanner's bet we're 2-0 up after 35 minutes yeah, again. Do you know what I mean? Just like... Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, Jota's on such a brilliant streak, and I think he's the rest has done him good. The rotation's done him well. He looks fresh. He looked That's a bit great. lethargic at the start of the season. I think he's coming into his own now. And I think Salah's going to have another empty... Uh, another another game where he doesn't score. And I think angry Mane is going to continue because the last couple of games, Mane's been angry. And I thought he was magnificent against, was, against yeah. uh, Atletico. Back to his best. Um, that was the Mane that we, we kind yeah, of missed for a few months last season. And hopefully he's back. But that's it, lads. Um, been a magnificent show. Thank you all very much, man. You're all heroes. Um, nice. Thanks very much, mate. Sorry, Chris. Can I just give one shout out? Uh, oh, of course. Yeah, LFC, sure. to LFC women, who also played last night and uh, beat Sheffield United in pe- on penalties in the Conti Cup. So they are now eight games undefeated I saw that. Uh, in, league, in League and Cup. So nice cup. They're starting to turn a corner. So Absolutely. big game the weekend. And obviously, obviously, absolute congratulations to everyone involved with the LFC Day Trippers for the magnificent effort with Siena. Um, what an achievement! A shout out to Mr. Gavin Doyle, the head boy himself. What a magnificent incredible. effort! Yeah. Absolutely, incredible. absolutely incredible. And you know, they all deserve um, a round of applause for that. Um, and you guys who have supported the cause from the start have been magnificent. So, uh, loads of respect to all of you lot. Um, you know, it's an example of a platform being used in the right way, and I think you know it's commendable. So. You know, and I think congratulate everyone. Absolutely. Everyone in the chat Every- who shared it. Everyone oh, yeah. who's donated. Everyone yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Even though, I, even though I shout out Gav, he won't like it. But I'm, but it's it's, yeah. it's Gav spearheaded it. But everyone who has been involved has been magnificent. Um, yeah. But yeah, don't forget to um, um, check out my sponsor www.eliteme.com. Honest to God, their products are fantastic and they're worldwide. Um, Check them out. Go to their website, LFC10, and you get a 10% discount just over Christmas. It could be what you need to just calm your nerves and relax you because this is going to be a tense tense Christmas period for all those teams that we mentioned. It is. Don't forget to like and subscribe this show. Don't forget, I've also got my own small little channel um, in the background. Give us a subscribe if you haven't already. Um, it's 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 um, it's just a small little channel that's doing fairly well at the moment. I'd love your support, but keep supporting the trippers, keep supporting everyone else in the chat and the guys I've got. Conroy talks, yes, of course, Conroy talks, and Conroy talks very well. So give him a follow. Yeah, there should there should be another word to the end of that. No, we're going to leave it. We're going to we're going to leave it for now. We'll assess <laughs> it at the end of the season, right? What to put at the end of it? Um, but this has been magnificent. This has been carnage. Shout out to all of you lot. Have a great night. Sports Social Podcast Network.